Good morning, church. If you would all stand, we're going to begin our worship time. Who's ready to welcome the Holy Spirit? Yeah, we're just going to take a few minutes, even before we begin, just to lift our praise. His word says, and I say it a lot, I quote this scripture a lot, um, all praise comes from him and goes to him. So the song that you have this morning was given to you by the Lord. And in worship, we just return what he's given. And I just want us to begin to lift our voices. His word says over and over, sing a new song to the Lord. Let his praise be on your lips. And so we're just gonna take a few minutes just to stir our spirits up, to let that song out, let that praise out that he put inside of you. Sing them something new this morning. Open ourselves up. Just begin to lift your voices. Whatever you want to give to the Lord this morning, whatever offering you want to give, this sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice, despite what you may be feeling, thinking, maybe what your week has been like, it all matters to the Lord. And he's so good that he'll take what you bring him. So if you're doing well this morning, he loves it. But if you're struggling this morning, he also wants that. And so just lift your voices. Let's lift our hands. Let's open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit. Oh, we love you, God. Oh, we long for you, Lord. Oh, we long for you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, there's no one like you in the heavens and in the earth. Lord, we love you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence, God. Thank you for your goodness, Lord, for your love. Your word says that your love is great and it's intended for us. His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. Feel free if you'd like to come to the front and worship. If you maybe want some more space, just feel free to come forward. We're gonna worship in spirit and in truth this morning. We're going to engage with our hearts, our spirits, our minds, and our bodies. Every part, Lord, we surrender ourselves. prayer language just begin to lift it up we're not looking for interpretation right now we're just building ourselves up in that most holy faith
lift our voice to him today. Sing a song from your heart. Your heart's a longing for the Lord. Sing what your heart says. God, we love you. We long for more. We long for heaven on earth. For your will to be done.
It recalibrates us wherever we may be believing lies or just got bogged down by what's going on in the world. When we sing, yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, yours is the glory, we're giving it all back to him and saying, I believe by faith that you are over it all that you actually are victorious, that you're actually on your throne. We're looking away from the natural realm, as Hebrews says, and we're fixing our eyes on heaven's reality, which is that he's seated, that his is the kingdom, the power, all the power is in him. And all the glory we bring back to him. And I just feel like the Lord is recalibrating He's recalibrating hearts, maybe where you've been discouraged, you've been worried, you've been weighed down by what's going on in your life or the world. And as you sing the truth of his word, this, these are, lyrics are alive because they are straight from scripture. They are scripture. Yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory. When you sing that, that truth sets you free. And it sets you free in real time. Joy comes when truth reigns. Joy comes when we realize, oh wow, he actually is in charge. He's actually over it all. He actually has all the power, all the authority, all dominion, and all the glory. So I just want us to sing that one more time. Sing it over your mind, sing it over your spirit. Release it like it's alive and active because it is. And it's changing, it's changing this room, it's changing you, it's changing this city, it's changing our state, our world. When Christians come together with the authority of the Holy Spirit and they sing the truth of his word. It changes things, it changes families, it changes situations, it changes bodies. It, it, Destroy sickness when you sing over yourself. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. He is worthy to be praised. He's on his throne and he's not getting off of it. He's faithful. He's good. I want us to sing this again and I want you to declare it. I want you to prophesy it like it's alive and living because it is. It's the word of God.
to heaven. Say, Lord, do what you want to do in me. Open up my heart to you. Do in me what you want to do, Lord Jesus. We welcome you. We welcome you, Lord, to come and do what only you can do. 
In order for you to do your work, Lord, we have to yield to you. And so today, we yield. Say, have your way in us. Lord, thank you for your strong presence. Thank you for healing virtue that is flowing in this house. Thank you that infirmity has to go in the name of Jesus. Sickness, you don't belong here. You can't stay. Get out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your authority. Thank you for your kingdom that has come, your will that has been done, is being done even now, just as it is in heaven. We yield to your kingdom. We agree with you, Lord. Thank you for touching our online family today, those who are not able to be here. Minister life to them today. Life in the name of Jesus. Strength from above. Thank you, Lord, that not only does sickness have to go, but depression has to leave. Why so downcast, O oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Lord, I thank you for peace, a peace that goes beyond understanding peace of God that guards our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus our Lord and Lord I thank you that there is nothing too difficult for you with God all things are possible so we bring our impossibilities to you we bring them into your kingdom and thank you Lord that things shift things shift in the name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm overwhelmed with a, a sense of that there are, is somebody in this room that you have to hear this in order to know that God is going in the midst of healing it. There is, there is a desperation in this room of those that are are asking God for major things for your children. There's a desperation in the room right now of a mom and a dad that are desperate for a healing for their children. It can be physically, it can be mentally, it can be spiritually, it can be emotionally, but there is a cry of saying, God, I can't do anything else but you. And so today God declares to you that he is working. He is working. And you have to believe in who he is today. And I don't know who you are today, but I... I don't know. I just feel like if, if you're in this room and you're in that desperate, I just so feel a burden today. I just feel like we need to extend the healing for that today. Would you come? 
Would you come so we can lay hands on you real quick? We won't take much time. But there's a desperation right now in this room for your children, for your children, for your children. There's a cry in our hearts that says, God, we need you. We've got to have you. Because we're at our, we're at our end. We, there's nothing else we can do. We've done all we can. If you have your heavenly language, I want you to speak it out right now over this room. I want heaven to hear us today. Speak it out loud right now. to the Lord right now. Just say their names to the Lord. The Lord knows who they are, but the Lord needs to hear you. He needs to hear you pray them for them today.
of a headache. I'll tell you, the presence of God is so thick in this place. If you got a headache, place your hand right there at your head. Right now, that headache is gone in the name of Jesus. Wow. coming to clear clarity there's a burnt of a vision that is not clear right now clarity in the name of Jesus clarity in the name of Jesus I see trees oh we pray again I see people both hands right now we surrender to all that God is this morning we surrender to him he is our God thank you father for working thank you father for working whoa we place ourselves in your hands today we stand in a place of surrender. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Can you just thank him for a while, for church? Just, just thank the Lord. Just thank the Lord today. Just thank the Lord today. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Today. Now let me give you a word of instruction. 
So when the enemy tries to get you to think that nothing happened this morning because your children are still the same, don't receive that. Don't receive that. Don't receive that. This is when this is when the scripture says you take those thoughts captive. No, 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 no. I don't receive that. Nope. Nope. I still stand. I still stand on the promises of God. Because the promises of God are yes and amen. They're not no or maybe. They're yes and amen. And we stand on those promises today. Amen. Amen. One more time. Amen. Come on, let's sing together. Jesus in this house today. Yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. Say hi to somebody before you sit down. Welcome them to the power place. So good to see you in God's house today. We're missing our student ministry and several of our staff members who are on retreat. And God is pouring out on them this entire weekend as his presence comes in. Just continue to pray that they have an encounter with God that will change everything. Because the power place exists so that you can encounter God's presence daily. So you can be empowered by his spirit and his words so that you can engage with your world. 
And I pray that you've had those moments this past week as you've been empowered by his spirit. I pray that, that you've been able to engage with your world and see the kingdom of God come, the will of God be done in your earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen. Check this out. We've got some things happening. Don't miss it. What's up, everyone? My name is Billy, and I am the community pastor here at the Power Place. Welcome. If you're new here, be sure to grab a new here card and the seat back in front of you. Fill that out. Drop it off at the connection bar on your way out of service. We actually have a gift for you. Aside from just receiving that gift, our connection bar is such an amazing resource for you to keep up with everything going on here. You can sign up for events and register for things such as baptism right there at the connection bar. So be sure to see our awesome volunteers out there. In case you haven't heard us say it before, the Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to be empowered by His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage with your world. Now, here at the Power Place, we have some core values that we stand on. And the core value for this week is unity. And with unity, we say a house divided against itself cannot stand. Now, speaking of unity, I heard rumors that there's a pickleball tournament coming up. And I know my partner, Dylan Boss, and myself, we are unified and we are going for Zay and Luke. But let's be honest, we know at the end of the day, we're all going to try really hard and Matt Dalton and Laura James are going to win again. Are you interested in that pickleball tournament? Well, I know I am, because every time I hear that word, it makes me think of making sandwiches. And I love me some sandwiches. Now, as you can see, these are not pickles. This is relish, but it comes from pickles. So I thought, eh, why not? This is a pickleball, and this is a pickleball paddle. Why is it called pickleball? I have no idea. But all I know is we are going to have an awesome time at our pickleball tournament Saturday, November 12th, starting at 7 a.m. If you're interested in that, you have to sign up with a partner. No single sign-ups. You could do so on the Church Center app. You could also sign up at the Connection Bar. So good luck to all you participants in the pickleball tournament. And I hope you relish your victory. To keep up with all the latest happenings and events that we have going on here at the Power Place, be sure you are following us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube. This morning, we have an opportunity to give back. Before we do that, let me just remind us that in the Bible, it is the only thing that the Lord says to test him in this. So I challenge you today, test him with your finances and see how he blesses you immensely. There's many ways you can give. You can drop off of the boxes on your way out of service. You can give via snail mail to the Church Center app on the website, or you can text to give at 84321. Now let's give it up for Pastor Greg as he continues our series, Armor of God. I hope you relish your win. I can't. Thank you, Billy, Pastor Billy. Ah, what, a, what an awesome God we serve. What a privilege it is to be part of this house. This is Pastor Appreciation Month, I understand, and just want to say thank you to all of you who have 
bless us with your cards, with your words, with your prayers, with your gifts. Uh, we're just privileged to walk this journey with you. We're overwhelmed that God allowed us to be a part of a house that is so honoring and so caring. And I'll just say we have the best pastoral staff in the, in the country. We've been blessed. So thank you for blessing them. Thank you for honoring them. You are an answer to our prayers. Over 19 years ago, when God laid the power place on our heart, we didn't know a single one of you. And the pastor friend of mine looked at me and he said, if God's called you, there are people there waiting for you to show up. And it resonated in my spirit. We came and people started showing up. They would say to us, you're an answer to our prayers. And I say back, you're an answer to our prayers. Because the power place wouldn't be here if it were not for you. So thank you. Thank you to all those who have, over the years, just sown seed and, and uh, given of your time and talent, your efforts and your abilities. God has multiplied that, and here we are in 2022, enjoying the, the fruit of those seeds that have been planted. Amen. Amen. And today, I have my mother-in-law here. She stayed at my house. Please pray for me. I, Christy's mom is here, Judy Colonin, and it's an honor to have her in the house today. She started something with her, her family that is continuing on with the grandchildren and the children. Amen. And the great-grandchildren. I got the strangest recording when I called the phone company the other day. It said, you've been connected to the correct department on the first try. This is against company policy. Please hang up and dial again. How many of you love that whole music? Yeah. So the dentist said, you need a crown. The patient said, finally, someone who understands me. <laughs> the husband said, honey, I, I think the new dryer is shrinking my clothes. The wife said, no, sweetie, that was the fridge. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 today. As we continue our series, The Armor of God, the armor of God is something you need to place on yourself daily. The Apostle Paul says, finally, and I remind you that he had been writing to fathers, mothers, children, children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. Fathers, don't exasperate your children, mothers. And he goes down through the whole list of family, and he reminds bosses and employees to do things according to the will of God, the kingdom of God. And then in that context of family, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on 
Somebody say put on. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. How many of you know that the devil is a schemer? He's a liar. He's a, a thief. He's a schemer. He's always trying to trick you into doing something that is going to mess you up for eternity because misery loves company. He knows where his final end is, and he'd love to take you with him. Not on my watch. Amen? We're going to fight. We're going to fight the good fight of faith. And so Paul says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Because we're in a struggle, but our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It may look like it. It may look like she's your struggle. It may look like he's your struggle. It may look like they are your struggle, but it's not a flesh and blood struggle that we're in. We're fighting. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. It's interesting to me that the dark world is not really afraid to be dark any longer. Not trying to hide it from you. It's all out in front. It's, it's all in your face. And so the struggle is real. And we're dealing with the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, because you know all that, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then. Look at your neighbor and tell him, stand firm. Don't give up. Don't let the enemy push you off your, your balance. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. That, that belt of truth that held the other pieces of armor together because that's what truth does. It holds everything together. With the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. When you got the right shoes on, you can walk through anything and you're not shaken up. When you've got sure footing because you've got the shoes fitted with the readiness of peace, you're, you're walking in peace. Nothing can by any means shake you up. Because every step is filled with his amazing peace. How many of you have experienced that? I mean, you've been through some stuff. You've walked through some stuff. But because God has fitted you with his peace-filled shoes, you just keep walking. 
it's not, you're not afraid, you're not shook up, you're not worried, you're not wondering what, what, what am I going to face next. It doesn't matter because you've got his peace. You've got a good footing. In addition to all this, verse 16, take up. See, have you noticed that you got to do some things here? You got to take up, you got to put on, you got to. It's not a passive thing. You got to actively get engaged. Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all. Pastor Billy shared with us last week about the, the, the fiery darts that come at us. There's this shield, this shield that is soaked, ready to extinguish every flaming arrow of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And... Pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Word of God, sword of the spirit. It's your offensive weapon against the enemy. Our core value this week is unity. A house divided against itself cannot stand. So we lean into intentional conversations because hard conversations lead to health. Unless you get offended at the hard conversation, then you'll run to the next church and stay in your mess the rest of your life. Then somebody will have a hard conversation with you there and you will either get healthy or you'll get offended and you'll leave that church and you'll go be the same at the next place until eventually you've run out of churches. Come on, somebody. Some of you here have run out of churches. You finally found yourself here. Get ready, a hard conversation is coming your way. Can I encourage you to go ahead and yield to that. Say, God, what do you want to say to me? Because this is the same conversation I've had over the past. What are you trying to tell me? What do I need to do to change? We got any toes left to step on? I'll, I'll do that later. Hang on. Unity. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, is something you need to unify with. Because if you'll unify with the word of God, you, with you, you'll agree with the word. It's the only way you're able to go forward in power and see its full fruit in your life. I believe it was, it was Brittany the other day said, you have no power over what you're in agreement with. Anything that you partner with in the flesh, you will have no power over. 
You can't conquer what you're aligning yourself with. There's some things that we partner with in the flesh. We just agree with it. Well, okay, that's what the doctor said. That's what, that's what they say happened. I don't know. We just agree, and so we have no power over it. But if you'll agree with the Word of God, it'll shift some things in your life. You can't conquer what you're aligning yourself with. You've got to partner, align with, agree with, be in unity with the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. And if it doesn't agree with the word of God, don't align with it. Some of you have been in churches that don't agree with the word of God. A few weeks ago, I was preaching on this. I was reading the scripture about how you're supposed to pray in the spirit on all occasions, all kinds of prayers and petitions. And as I was talking about praying in the spirit, people are leaving the church. I'm like, what? Where are you going? Whoa, hey. But I, I realized they have aligned themselves with false teaching. Jesus warned about that. They said about Jesus that he had a demonic spirit. They called the Holy Spirit demonic. Because they didn't like it. I'm just telling you. You've got to agree with the Word of God. Jesus was talking to his disciples about what people were saying about him. He said, Who do people say that I am? And they told him in, in verse 16 of 15 of Matthew 16. He said, but what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Who are you agreeing with? Who are you aligning with as they're talking about me? Simon Peter answered, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you're a Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Verse 18, he said, you are Peter. The Greek word he used there was petros, which means a stone, a pebble. And then he went on to say, on this rock, I will build my church. Many people have said the church is built on Peter. But the Greek word that, that Jesus used was Petra, on this rock, on this Petra, large rock, bedrock. On this bedrock confession of faith in Jesus as the Messiah, I will build my church and the gates of hell can't overcome it, can't stop it. You're the little pebble, but I've, there's a big pebble here. There's a big rock. There's a bedrock, a foundation, a solid foundation that you can build on. And when you do, the gates of hell can't prevail against it. 
and you agree with heaven's confession, the word of God, you become unstoppable. Amen. Look at your neighbor, tell him, be unstoppable. Agree with God's word. Amen. You know, people told us we wouldn't be able to plant a church here. So it's been tried before. It's all failed. You can't do it. The ground's too hard. People are too hard there. They don't want a church. And I'll be honest with you, it shook me at times because I, when we first, when we first came to Kennett Square, I knocked on so many doors and said, we're looking for a place to have a church. And everybody looked at me and said, we don't want a church here. We don't need another church. Are you crazy? One of those places, the American Legion, after we were here for a few months, came to us and said, um, would you like to rent our place? So I thought you told us you didn't want us there. So we changed our mind. Amazing how that happens. People will tell you it can't be done. But I'm telling you, if you'll agree with the word of God, you'll be unstoppable. The gates of hell cannot prevail against you. You are the church and the gates of hell will not overcome you. The Greek there literally means shall not prove stronger. The gates of hell shall not prove stronger. What the enemy thinks is his and what he wants to keep locked up can't be kept by his gates when we use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We have the power when we agree with heaven to bind, to loose, to forbid or permit on earth. And those things will be bound or loosed, forbidden or permitted in heaven. Your words aligned with God's word have binding, loosing, creative authority. There's power in your tongue. Aligned with the heart that's right with God. How's this work? John 15, verse 5, I am the vine, Jesus said. You're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's a good reminder. I remind myself of that all day long. Greg, you got nothing except for Jesus. You better hang with him all day long. You better remain in him because without him, you're nothing. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. land on my notes. You have no right here. You just died. <laughs> if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse six, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me, 
and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. God wants to do great and mighty things through you. How's that work? You got to remain in him. You got to be so grafted in that you and him look alike. You act alike. You're doing the same thing. Jesus said, I, do, I only do what my, I see my father doing. I, I'm so connected, so interlocked with him. We're just as one. The sword of the spirit, the word of God, it is your offensive weapon to take ground, to free captives, to free yourself, to fight the good fight of the faith, to make mountains move. Even Jesus used the sword of the spirit when he was tempted by the devil in the wilderness. Matthew chapter four, verse one. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Isn't that interesting? The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. I would say, I'm hungry right now. That's not true hunger. That's your body telling you what it wants. The tempter came to him and said, the tempter, the tempter, the devil, the tempter. Oh, two names here. Interesting. Devil, tempter. He's doing the same thing to you. The tempter came to him and said, if you're the son of God, if you are, Tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. You see, there's balance here. Yeah, that was the word of God, but it was the word of God taken out of context. And let me tell you, let me give you some sound doctrine here. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said. If you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. I'm just crazy enough to believe if the Lord Jesus Christ himself relied on the word of God, the sword of the spirit, then who are we? to think we can win any battle with the enemy, the tempter, without using the word, the sword. You'll also notice that the devil knows the word. And he knows how to twist it. He knows how to make it sound fun and exciting. And if you'll just do this, but once you understand the true word of God and refute it with sound doctrine, you're able to, to bring the full counsel of God against the schemes of the enemy. 
Some of us have fallen for his temptations. I'm here to tell you this is war. Tell your neighbor, this is war. This isn't just patty cake, okay? This is war. You're in a battle for your soul. This isn't just a, a made-up thought. This is war. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, the Apostle Paul says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Hallelujah. You're working with nuclear stuff here. Divine power. Divine power to demolish strongholds. Some of you have had strongholds in your life for years and you haven't found the power to demolish them yet. I'm here to tell you it's found in the living word of God, the word of truth, the sword of the spirit. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. So we demolish arguments because there's always an argument in your head, right? Yeah, but it's, it's not that bad. Just a little. A little's not going to hurt you that much. Go on down that path. It's not a bad path. See, all the people, they're having fun down there. Look at the fun they're having. There's these arguments that go on in your head. But he says, the weapons we're fighting with are demolishing arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You've heard the battle is in the mind. That's the battleground. That's where war is waged for your soul. A lot of it happens in your mind, in your thought life. The apostle Paul gives us a key here. He says, look, you have the ability to take every thought captive to the lordship of Jesus. You have the ability as a believer in Christ, you have the spirit of the living God in you, able to lock up those evil thoughts, able to take them captive, shut them down, put them under the lordship of Jesus, make it obedient to Christ. How do you do that? Well, with the sword of the spirit. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And you will refute every tongue that rises up in opposition against you. This is the heritage of the Lord's kids. And Jesus, the Lord of God, the Lord God Almighty said, I will do that for you. I'm going to destroy the weapons. But you've got to get engaged. You've got to join with the word of God and take every thought captive to the lordship of Jesus. So, well, pastor, what, what kind of evil thoughts do you have? Oh, I got a bunch. I'm not unlike you. 
I'm fighting against stuff all the time in my head. Sometimes it slips out. I won't tell you about last week. Sometimes it slips out. You got to fight. And if it does slip, you got to take that thought captive again. Say, you know what? I'm blocking you back up. You got out. You slipped out. You got through the bars, but you're, you're going back in jail. You're not getting out this time because I'm going to take authority over you by the word of God and put you under the lordship of Jesus. I have a couple of swords here today. I've got this sword. And I brought this one. It can do some damage. The problem is, many of us pick up the wrong sword. We're not using the sword of the spirit, we're using the sword of the flesh. But when we pick up the right sword, it makes all the difference in the world. I have the privilege of, of having one of my grandfather's Bibles. I'm a Grandpa Hollis. Was a great man of God. He was a simple man, and yet he was a powerful man. I don't know if you can see this or not, but uh, he spent a lot of time in this world. I'm going to put the mic down just for a second. He spent a lot of time in this world. Good. He became real good at wielding this sword. Because this sword is the sword of the spirit. This sword does damage to the kingdom of darkness. This sword sets captives free. This, this sword sets you free. This sword get inside of you does spiritual surgery. This sword, it'll do damage. And you don't want to do damage. You want to do life. You want to set captives free. We've got to get aggressive in this all-out war that the enemy throws our way. We've got to align our thoughts with the word of God, agree with his word, partner with his word, because you can't conquer what you're agreeing with in your flesh. Some of you are agreeing with some stuff that needs to be conquered. This is what they said about me, so I'm going to believe it. No, that's not what God says about you. This is what I was told as a child, so that must be the truth. No, there's a true truth that comes from the Word of God. There's some real reality that sets you free from what you thought you were, from what you've been told you were. So we've got to get aggressive. We've got to agree with God's knowledge. We demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments. Everything that sets itself up against the knowledge of God 
We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. When a thought pops in my head that's not part of the knowledge of God, and I know the word of God, and so I know that that doesn't align with the word of God, I physically say, no, I take you captive to the lordship of Jesus. I'm locking you down. You don't belong in this head. You don't belong in this body. You don't belong in this spirit. You don't belong here. So I'm locking you up. You have that power as a child of the living God. You have that power. Utilize it. Tell your other neighbor, you have that power. Utilize it. Don't be a victim the rest of your life to the enemy's schemes. You have the power to lock him up because he's not agreeing with the knowledge of God. Those thoughts are not in agreement with the knowledge of God. Those evil thoughts, those wicked thoughts are not in agreement with the knowledge of God. So you have to take captive those thoughts. Do I need to pound this anymore? We got it yet? You got to get this in your spirit. Make your thought life obedient to Christ and his word. So you've got two main offensive weapons in this war. Word of God and prayer. This is a fight. You've got to engage aggressively. 1 Corinthians 9, 26. The Apostle Paul says, Therefore I run in such a way as not without aim. I'm just running around. I'm boxing in such a way as not beating the air, not shadow boxing here. I discipline my body, make it my slave, so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified. He said, this is serious business here. I've had an encounter with God, and yet I realize I can get off just like anybody else can. And so I take my thoughts captive. I'm training for war. I'm not just shadow boxing here. I'm buffeting my body. I'm disciplining my body and making it my slave. That's why fasting is such a big deal. That's why it's so good for you. I can't go without food. Yes, you can. And you should. Many of you need to go without a lot of food. I know. I'm one of you. But when you're fasting, you're telling your body, you're going to listen to me. I'm not listening to you. You're going to obey me. I'm disciplining you. So that you understand, I'm in charge here, you're not. And then you get closer to God than you've ever been before. Hebrews 4.12, the word of God. This isn't just a book. It's not just the bestseller ever since it's been printed. It's still the bestseller. Look it up. Google it. Still the bestseller. The Holy Bible, the Word of the Living God. It's not just a book. Not just a miraculous book written by all those authors in different places and time periods and 
It all makes sense and all comes together prophetically. It's not just that. It's alive. It's alive and active. It, it's got those active cultures in it. All my yogurt friends. It's working. You get it in you, it's working. That's why daily encounters matter. Daily encounters with the Lord matter because you're putting the living, active word of God inside of you. And things are starting to shift. You're getting uncomfortable in places. and Things are changing. And you're like, how's that happening? Because you're putting in the word of the living God. For the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. Come on, somebody. I could do some damage with this, and this has got two edges on it, one on that side, one on the, This has got serrated edge. Yeah, dangerous stuff. It's sharper than that, okay? It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It gets into the smallest, tiny places in your life, and it judges the thoughts the attitudes of the heart. The NSB translates attitudes as intentions or motives. It judges even the, the intentions of your heart. Well, I didn't really intend. Yeah, the word goes, yeah, you did. Saw that from a mile away. So that's why you've got to do this daily. Pick up the sword of the spirit is the word of God. It will destroy the devil's works. It will set you free, give you the ability to stand your ground because he's after you. He's after your family. He wants your family. He wants you all to go down. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life, life more abundantly. The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy you. He said, I've come that you might have life. Woo, baby. Thank you, Jesus. So the word of God is, is alive. It's, it's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. You can't get away from his word. It does spiritual corrective surgery. Anybody ever had surgery? Anybody want to show your scars today? I, I got a few scars. Christy's got a few scars. I've had, I've had surgery where I don't have any scars that you can see. I've had ear surgery. Surgery that Dr. Joe did all the time. They replaced my stapes. I was hard of hearing, 80% loss. I learned to read lips. I can read your lips from a mile away. So don't say anything you shouldn't say. <laughs> when I was a youth pastor, I would sit on the, on the platform and my kids would talk. And, and so I'd go to them after service and say, I know what you said. Here's what you said. And they're like, I said, dude, I can read your lips. Then they started doing this. 
Surgery. The surgery is there to make you better. It's to take out what needs to be taken out so that you can function better. The word of God will do spiritual surgery in your life if you'll let it. Come on. It's God's word that changes us. God's word changes us. And isn't that our biggest struggle? Sometimes our biggest enemy is us. The psalmist David said in Psalm 119.9, how can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. With all my heart I've sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word have I treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. Meditate on it. Hide his word in your heart. It keeps you from walking down a pathway of evil. It'll keep you from sinning. The word of God sword of the spirit remember it is the sword of the spirit it's the holy spirit that empowers the word as it goes forth to wage warfare against the enemy I remind you that Peter the apostle Peter on the night that Jesus was betrayed worship team come on the night that Jesus was betrayed the apostle Peter swung the wrong sword and he cut off Malchus's ear. And if Jesus hadn't been there to put it back on, it'd have been a mess. Jesus picked up the ear, put it back on his head. No harm, no foul. That was the wrong sword. On the day of Pentecost, same man, the apostle Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, picked up the right sword, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Began to speak the word of God. And that day, 3,000 people got saved. 3,000 gave their lives to Jesus. It matters what sword you pick up. It matters how you use it. Remember, the word of God is absolute truth. And absolute truth equals complete freedom. We believe the Bible from cover to cover. We know that the greatest counsel we'll ever receive is from the word of God, being in his presence daily. That's why those daily encounters with the Lord matter. 2 Corinthians 3.17, with this I close. Stand with me, please. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now the Lord is the Spirit. 
where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. How can you handle everything that comes your way? By the Word of the living God. How can you handle the things that don't seem to be God's will? By the word of God. The living word that is active, alive, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to pierce, to divide soul and spirit, joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts, the intentions, the attitudes of the heart. It's the word of the living God. Word of the living God. It cuts. It cuts deep. It changes things. It's powerful. It, it changed my grandfather. Made him a man of God who affected his entire family and five of his brothers and him became Pentecostal preachers planted themselves all over the state of Kansas made an impact in their communities my grandpa prayed for three dead people that came back to life He prayed for lame people who were mended and whole. He prayed for blinded eyes that could see again. It's the sword of the Spirit, the Word of the living God. It changes everything. He prayed for my dead grandmother in her casket. I was two people behind him. And I said, oh boy, grandma's coming back. What are we gonna tell the people that left? <laughs> Just had her funeral. Nothing, nothing happened. She, he just prayed over her. He took her, her head in his hands and began to pray and shake. And, and when it was all said and done, she stayed there in the casket. And so he picked his Bible up kept moving must have been her time to go his faith wasn't shaken because God didn't do what he wanted him to do some of us getting that problem we haven't allowed the sword of the spirit to cut away that little part in our heart some of you are so angry with God because he didn't do what you wanted him to do Would you allow the sword of the Spirit to do some spiritual surgery in your life today? Just lift your hands toward heaven. Oh God. Oh God. We don't want to hang on to anything, anything that doesn't belong. Lord, cut out anything that isn't right in us. 
Create in us a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a right spirit within us. Cast us not away from your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit from us. Lord, change us. Change us. Change us, Lord. Do your spiritual surgery in us, Lord. We yield. We yield to you, Holy Spirit. Pick up the sword, Holy Spirit. Cut away what needs to be cut away today. Replace those broken areas with wholeness. I just feel like somebody, God's healing somebody of, of some real brokenness today. Let him heal you. Give it, give it to him. Relinquish control right now. Relinquish your control over that which God hasn't done for you yet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for touching us. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for mending us. Thank you for getting rid of those cancerous areas in our heart. Ah. Cut it out, Lord. Cut it out. Cut it out. Get rid of it. be affected by that any longer. We yield full control to you. You're the great physician. You're the surgical genius. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just, just start thanking him for what he's doing. Just begin to, to offer thanks for how he's working. He's working miracles. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the miracles you're working. Thank you for your transforming power. Thank you that the sword of your spirit is, is cutting, dividing, releasing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
that decision to say yes to Jesus. I know, I know you're a good person. I know that. You're doing some good stuff. But if everything's not right between you and God, that doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And it's pretty simple. It's just saying, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. And I want everybody to know that he is. So that's why we have you step out from where you are and come and join us here at the altar just as a public declaration to say, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. If you want to do that today, we want to celebrate that with you. Man, would you join me here? Just come and say, I, I want to make everything right with God. I want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. That's you. Step on out right now. Come on. We're not going to wait much longer. But just, just make that step to say, I want to make Jesus number one. Is that you? Is that you? Is he talking to you today? Is he pulling on your heartstrings? Would you say yes to him today? Come on. Come on, join me. We're going to have a party. God's going to throw a party in heaven. Anyone? And don't walk out of here the, the same way you walked in. Let him change you today. This is the first step 
This is the first step. Say, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord. Come on, come on. Take that, that first step, first step of courage. Just step on out. Step on out. We're going we're gonna to get excited with you. Anyone? I'm waiting. Anybody? Come on, come on. Nudge your neighbor. Say, hey, I'll go with you. If you want to go, I'll go. I'll walk with you. Let's not make this awkward. I'll go with you. Come on, nudge him. Say, hey, I'll go with you. Go with me today. Anyone? anybody but I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus all the way 100% but I just pray today as you seal this word in our hearts help us to walk in a manner worthy of the calling you placed on our life we put on the full armor of God so we can take our stand against the devil's schemes. So today we, we pick up that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we are going to do damage to the kingdom of darkness. Okay, church, grab your Bible. If your Bible's on your phone, grab your phone. This is the sword of the Spirit. This is the Word of God. I will use the Word of God as the Spirit enables me to do damage to the kingdom of darkness. I'm not going to hurt my friends and relatives, but I'm going to hurt the devil. He's going to be mad that I got up today because I'm going to use the sword of the Spirit to destroy his kingdom, to bring him down. Thank you, Lord, for giving me your word. Thank you for your sword, which is doing spiritual surgery in me. Keep working, Lord. I invite you. Keep working, Holy Spirit. Keep doing in me what you need to do. I love you, and I commend my way to you. Give me a great week. Help the Phillies to win. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a blessed week. Go for it.
sorry. I was 